Come be part of the conversations that happen around my kitchen table. He's John Brannion, and he's been a stand-up comic for more than 30 years. She's Amanda McKinney, and she's been my daughter for her whole life. Our family believes laughter is a gift from God. We often discover it while discussing culture, faith, and family. So go ahead and pull up a chair, neighbor. Can I call you Carl? There's plenty of room here for you. Uh, ah. When did Warren start grabbing stuff? His whole life. No, I he didn't re- always used to grab stuff. I have to wear he headphones does. to work on your stuff all the time because we don't have speakers attached to our computer right now. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, pretty much all the time I'm like, okay, I've got everything moved. And then like five seconds go by and I look down and he's like. Hum, hum, hum. Yeah, he's chewing on this microphone cord and I tried to take it away from <laughs> him. And now he's grabbing the, the base of the mic. <laughs> and his, arm, his arms are only like three inches long. How is it that he has a nine foot reach? How's that's that the, possible? That's the magic of babies. Uh, itty bitty little arms and he can grab everything in this house you want me to hold him no oh okay no i like him i like holding him (laughs) i like it i do i like him a lot he's just yeah he's just a challenge to try to to broadcast but look at him look how happy he is carl welcome to the uh podcast i wish you could see my grandson here he's super happy and if you're having a bad day you can just look at his face and it would make you happy but it would. Got a podcast. Got a podcast. Could, it would make you happy as long as you're looking at just his face and you're not looking past his face to the pile of other grandkids <laughs> a few feet away. Yeah, there's not a happy. lot of unhappy faces about to just engage over in a our warfare. shoulder here. Yeah. yeah, they're playing with Legos, which is oh, so potential funny. for fun and yeah, also funny. great sadness. We what were at Legos family camp last you? week, and one of the little girls there <laughs> was eating breakfast, and she. She says to uh, Amanda, I think she asked you, didn't she? I think she? it was Luke. No, oh, she's asked Luke. And Emmy was sitting across the table from her, and she asks her, why does she always look like she's about to cry? And it's like, that's just Emmy's face. It's just, just how she looks. She just looks contemplative slash <laughs> concerned. Sad. <laughs> A lot. But no, but they really might fight. That's probably going to happen, so I'm going to have to jump up. We're not telling you anything you don't know, Carl. It happens. It's, when, with little children, when you're trying to turn them into Christians. When you're trying to, yeah, help them. You're trying to turn them into Christians on a more regular basis. I mean, they have they have moments of Christianity. Yeah. But you're trying to make those moments last longer. <laughs> longer than 20 minutes, please. Right. You're trying to turn them into something more than 20-minute Christians. Consistent. <laughs> consistent Christians. Uh. We'd, like to get, we'd like to see you do 60 minutes as a Christian. <laughs> Mm-hmm. They were getting there. Yeah, goal. they were. They did pretty well this morning. Cammie baked cookies. Her little sister helped. The boys were nearby, which mm-hmm. uh, sometimes when you've got a project going on and there are people who are not necessarily involved, but they're close. It's a that's it's a like problem. a recipe for a disaster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> recipe. I got <laughs> it in the kitchen. Um, but it went okay. Like I turned on some music. Everybody was dancing around, tasting things, tasting stuff. It was good. It doesn't get that. There's not much better than chocolate chip cookie dough either mm-hmm. to oh. just straight up eat. Silas and I drove down to the gas station, which is literally like a half a block away. Mm-hmm. We drove there because it's been raining all day. We went and got our little chocolate chips. We probably paid, I don't even know. I didn't ask for the receipt. You probably paid 10 times what you probably needed to pay. Probably paid $100 for the <laughs> bag of chocolate chips. 
that were like five ounces. But right. so worth it. So because the chocolate chip cookies are good. They're good. And Tabby, we have stop eating the <laughs> microphone cord. Yes, little, what do you have? Little Billy Goat. Hi, are you we, happy eating a microphone cord? Yes, you he's are. He's so happy. We had a recipe uh, for we have a recipe for spaghetti that we got from Italy. <gasps> a woman named Nona. Please tell me it's a woman <laughs> named Nona. No. Oh. Why would it be a woman named Nona? I don't know. Doesn't you said we have a recipe from Italy. <laughs> Doesn't that mean grandma? Doesn't Nana mean grandma? I don't know. I don't speak Italian. I think it is. I think it does. <laughs> I don't think it's their name. Please tell me her title. name is Nona. Please I'm tell me they also call her Babushka. When we're done with this podcast recording, I'm going to make some spaghetti. So Are I you was going to make. Kind of I might. I might do a batch like that for Colin's sake. It's pretty simple. And then I'm going to make some Alfredo too. We're going to have a pasta smorgasbord. Party. Oh, we had Alfredo at camp, and <laughs> was it good? It was. You know what I'm going to say, don't mm-hmm. you? We had Alfredo at camp, and I was surprised that the McKinney children. We're not eating it because I said to Cammie, you like Alfredo. And she goes, I don't like this Alfredo. It doesn't taste like mommy makes it. Oh, that that's nice? because we we do Italian food actually really well in the Branyan side of things. Like I do most of the cooking, but especially if we're doing something Italian like lasagna and pasta. Joe has often said, he's like, you just do pasta really well. It's like, that's because I eat pasta really well. Mm-hmm. Like, is that what it is? The more you eat. The more you know when it's right. <laughs> the more you can cook it. The more you're like... That explains why... More butter. That's why I make a killer grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> more salt. I make more an awesome salt, bowl of butter. cereal. <laughs> the best thing about... You start with butter. Mm-hmm. The best thing about Alfredo Slowly is... Slowly add other it's ingredients. It's literally dairy in all of its forms. It's yeah. cream and butter and cheese. Yeah. All in the same yeah. thing. It's perfect. And carbs. Yeah. Yeah. On top of carbs, yeah. Carbs uh, on top of carbs. How? What's not to like? It's biscuits and liquid biscuits. It's biscuits and liquid biscuits. <laughs> that's, that's, that's biscuits and biscuits gravy. Biscuits and gravy. That's yeah. biscuits and gravy. Biscuits and liquid biscuits. <laughs> that's after I learned how to make biscuits and gravy. It's I went, flour. What? <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait flour a minute. and cream, basically. <laughs> not even cream. Like, you don't have to. You can do milk. But knowing how to make a roux, I was like, it's just flour. Wait a minute. Biscuits are just flour. <laughs> Hold on here. Hold <laughs> the phone. We had to pull biscuits and gravy. We had biscuits and gravy at family camp too. My kids didn't really eat that either. But uh, in bis- their defense, they were sick, and that maybe that's what we should talk about today. Being sick at camp. <clears throat> yeah. Well, we should talk about the lingering illness that has no, resided. We should, since we should talk COVID. about when things don't go to plan, and how to parent. How to keep your your chin up? That when, was the whole theme of our family camp was when things don't go. According well, it ended to plan. up being that way because things didn't go according to plan. No, they didn't. We didn't plan to talk about things not going to plan. Do no. do people actually? This goes sound really stupid. Do people actually struggle with that when it comes to like sicknesses though? Because we were having a conversation a different time where I said there's actually something kind of comforting in my kids being sick because I know exactly where I am needed and exactly what to do for about a week. Like, I don't, it's not any of this like, oh, am I doing things right? Like, oh, am I even a no, good mom? I, it's like, no, no like, I am I'm on I'm mopping it. up vomit. This is exactly this what is needs exactly to be done. This is exactly what needs to be done. So there's a comfort people in need that. to be told yeah. because they don't think of it like that. I 
Honestly, without trying to sound like I'm like patting myself on the back, I'll do it. I think I handled that weekend better than the average person. I think the average person would have had a breakdown and been like, I can't, I can't do another second of this. Like they would have torn the head off their husband. They would have demanded to everybody go home. They would have just, you know, scrapped the whole the whole plan and left and in a huff. When and it, she literally had children barfing in her room. Yes. Uh, both nights, right? Um, okay, the second night nobody barfed through the night, but Cammy woke up sick the next morning. Right. So from the moment we got there, well, before even that, we had car trouble and we were on the side of the road because the engine overheated. So yes. we were set to be there like an hour and a half early and ended up walking in like 15 minutes late. Right. And we went, we rushed into the dining hall to have a quick dinner because we were all starving. Like lunatics. Yeah. And within like, what, 30 minutes of that, Emery said her tummy hurt. And so Luke took, whisked her out of the conference hall where we were talking, meeting these people for the first time. We were supposed to be the right. speakers. We were, and we were talking about how there's comedy in every situation <laughs> if you just know where to look. I was while laughing. While Emmy is barfing back in the we room. We didn't know it yet. But yeah, when I went, when they didn't come back, I was like, that's weird. So I go back to my room, says check on them, and he's got her over a trash can. And she hadn't thrown up yet, but I sat there with her, and we looked at iSpy books, and we, we talked a bit about the pain scale. Like, I taught her to give me a number between 1 and 10, so I can kind of gauge the intensity of her discomfort. Mm-hmm. And she kind of bounced around for a while. And then it was time for the fireworks, and we didn't get to go see the fireworks, Emmy and I. Which didn't upset you. Well, I had I brought earplugs for the occasion. <laughs> I really? like the way they look. Yeah. I couldn't see them either. I could still kind of hear them. But. I, I don't understand fireworks. Like, I, I, I don't understand not wanting to hear them. It hurts. You know, because I... <clears throat> like watching fireworks on video, that, doesn't, that just doesn't do it. You well, gotta doesn't be there look the so same you either. Can feel them. So you can feel them. Hitting no. you in the chest. Well, you can still feel. Earplugs don't keep you from feeling, Dad. I don't know if you're aware of the mechanisms of how they work. No, I, 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 don't, I don't know understand. that your ears are a little what's bit. A, what's broken. an ear? Somebody tell me what an ear is. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, well, all that to say, Emery and I were up together every like 45 minutes through the first night. Right. And Jeez. it was, there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of back and forth for both of us. There were moments of, optimism and positivity where i was like tabby i was like well thank you lord that i know exactly what i need to do i was like tabby well like at least i don't have to question like where i'm needed at this moment right there's something kind of nice about going obviously my job is to brush this hair give them the bath help them with the the potential distractions are removed yeah you know i know exactly where i'm very busy when you like for me i always have this guilt attached to um, usually it comes with like technology sometimes like most of the time it's in the dead of winter where there's been nothing going on and so we've watched a lot of movies and like good memory building things that I can right. think of right now when I'm not in that moment <laughs> but that stuff tends to make me feel guilty in the middle of winter <laughs> but like when you're sick it's like oh yeah let's, let's play games yeah, together let's watch movies do. we're not leaving this couch I'm only gonna get up to get water and like make food for the healthy people like Easy. You just stay sick as long as you need to because yeah. I know exactly what my mission is. Yeah, but is. but we're not at home, and so then the question I, is, sure. do we go home? But we brought Dad with us, so so you couldn't leave me there. Warren's upset. 
Couldn't leave me. And there. I was supposed Damn. to be one of the speakers too. Like I was listed right. in the program as one of the speakers. See, because I thought it was weird you didn't go home, but I didn't know that because for my my first thought wasn't like. I would I would have gone home, but that's because my kids didn't feel very good, and I'd be like, "Well, we can just go puke at home." Right. I didn't know that. Right. You guys You're were also two and a half hours away, and so <laughs> you don't want to puke in the car <laughs> back home right. at that. And well, our car had been malfunctioning yeah. again. Cammy did barf on the way on the way home a couple times in yes. a bag. <laughs> yes, and, and you know what she was doing? We we pulled out uh, a whole handful of like plastic bags that they got from a gas station or something, and she was sorting through them. And her mother says, "What are you? Why are you picking that back?" Because she put a couple of them on the floor. And Cammy said, "Because that one has a hole in it." Yeah. <laughs> cool. And I'm like, "Oh, I wouldn't have even thought about that." She I had the I presence just, of mind. I would. Yeah. Even I though do. she felt sick, she. she if my bags knew. have holes, they immediately go in the trash because we use them to clean the cat box to pick up dog poop. And so, like, no holy bags in my house. See, I. Uh, that's. That's another thing that comes with being a, a mother, I guess. Well, or if you put your, unless you put your hand in the dog Why is he doing that long blink? Is that because he's tired? Are you tired? Ask him. Are you tired? <laughs> Ask the six-month-old. Are you ready to tired. go to sleep? Do you need... Look, he smiled. Yeah, he's always... That means yes. He's a happy little guy. I can try to nurse them. So, uh, well, so it well, was... I'm, I'm not going to nurse him, so you might as well. It was complicated, guys, because... There's all these factors to consider, and our car had been broken down. Like, at this point, when she first got sick, we had just spent the last hour praying to even make it 10 miles to the rest of the way to the camp. Right, which we did. Which we did, we did. We didn't make it the first time out, but right. then... It was almost a haven. At least there's a toilet they can barf in and some beds we can sleep in. Like, I right. kind of, but, but we weren't God sleeping. God revealed to us that we needed to put oil, or uh, water in the radiator. And yes, then, a lot of it. A, a lot, lot of, of water in the radiator. It was so funny because Luke, Luke is pretty handy. He knows how to fix stuff. He knows a thing or two about cars. And so, but his mind immediately went to some other problem because he it's a closed system and it's not you're not supposed to have to put water in. And uh, so he was thinking, well, maybe it's a fuel pump or maybe it's a uh, it's a what's the, the temperature gauge or I mean he went through two or three different things blinker fluid yeah a blinker fluid and and my you know my the only thing I know how to do is pour water and stuff and that was basically <laughs> what, what Mandy said. was saying you I was just like as soon as he said it overheated I expected we were gonna pull over and pour water on something that's what I thought <laughs> that's you, what do you do with an overheating you, vehicle you pour know. water into into a hole and he didn't we just sat there for 45 minutes while he stared at the engine and then he's like we're waiting for it to cool down and I'm like okay but then what if it heats up again he's like we pray that it doesn't and so we prayed that it didn't but it, but did. it did. We we drove another like three miles or four miles. Because I think God was up in heaven going, Well, you've got to put water in the radiator. <laughs> you have to. Everyone Wait knows that. Wait a minute. Right. I gave you water. Yeah. So we get like a few more miles down the road. This time instead of being at a gas station, we're literally in a ditch on the side of the road. Yeah. And I was like, Well, we've got like, I don't know, twenty ounces of water or so left in these water bottles here. So Let's he dumped all of those in. And by golly, we made it to the camp. Yeah. Well, actually, we made it to another gas station, bought more water, poured more water in the radiator, and then made it to the camp. Yeah. And then my daughter started puking. <laughs> so, again, maybe I'm just the anomaly here, but, like, hearing the more stress a situation calls for, the more I'm like, 
this is what I was yes. made to do. Like, I know that I'm supposed to be the calm one. I know that I'm supposed to be the helpful one. I know that, like, my job is to support my husband and keep these kids in line. Like, I know all that. <laughs> it's actually, like, two days afterwards that I'm the one that, like, needs a parent. <laughs> so, like, you walk, you walk into the kitchen and there are flames shooting off at the top of the stove. You that know happens. immediately what the top priority is. Yeah. Right? You don't have to go, so like, hmm, yeah. where do I start? If there's a fire in an emergency or whatever, it's like, okay. Right. This is right. obvious. But again, like you said, if it's a couple days later, you cannot sustain emergency level adrenaline and clear-headedness for an entire weekend. Like if it's one, one hit me. after another from Friday to Sunday, and yeah, day three rolls around and you're... Third kid starts telling you that they also feel nauseous. I don't feel good either. It's like, oh gosh, you can. You I did felt it. sick. I didn't want yes. to say anything. You I, did it. That's my point. I did it for a whole week with my kid. It was a puke though. My kids just traded off fevers and. Did they poop? General, well, just general gunkiness. Did they have like pudding poop for a week? <laughs> no, I wouldn't describe it like that. Yeah. So, but I, I mean, all that to say. I do know for a fact that the women of the women of social media, like the people who are the people who are going out online and crying out for help, which is a lot of them, are not saying, "Well, I see this as a blessing." You know, God is reminding me that that I'm weak and He's strong, and that this is an opportunity for me to grow in my faith, or this is an opportunity to learn patience, or this is an opportunity to grow the fruits of the spirit, like. They're not, they're not saying home. that stuff. They're just going out on social media and they're saying, this was the weekend from hell. Let me tell you, you know, they haven't learned how to, how to see it from the perspective that maybe actually it was the weekend from heaven. Like maybe actually God gifted you with this weekend. Like what if your blessings come through raindrops and what if you're healing? Tabby, that song's like 30 years <laughs> old. Years. <laughs> like people don't think, people don't think that anymore. <laughs> What do you mean what song? That's pure me. 25 years? I think it's 25 years old. <laughs> Wait, is that, a, is that a song? Yeah. I thought I just made that up. Oh, weird. Yeah. And even if even if that were a new release, like, do people internalize this stuff? I'm not, I I'm do. not sure that they do. I think that there are a lot of people who say, yes, we will praise God for the trials because they because that it produces perseverance. Right, there's something in the scripture that something about scripture, that, scripture, scripture. But I don't think people really believe it. I re I really don't. I think there's a lot of people who say it, particularly in Christian circles, because they want to they kind of want to get credit for being spiritual, but they don't believe it. They no, don't, because they don't actually see being reminded of it in good. the moment is a is itself a blessing. Like it's a it's a miracle of the Holy Spirit to even be able to recall those truths when you're exhausted and and overwhelmed and in the middle of in the middle of a situation where it would be really really easy to feel sorry for yourself where it's like you have got to be kidding me that's i think people's first response i think that step number 1 is usually or response number 1 is usually this can't be not yet another thing how more much puke. more yeah well i'm not going to lie that's sometimes my first thought too it's like really right Okay. Right. Right. <laughs> and I don't think that people go. know how to get from that initial, like, really? No way. This can't be happening again to a more mature slash faithful slash God honoring way of handling things. And I, I don't know. I just don't think that do, that's common. Do you guys remember? You don't. Uh, but there was 
I can't remember which Olympic Games it was now, but where uh, Tanya Harding and uh, I wasn't born. and Kerrigan, what was her name? Nancy <laughs> Kerrigan were like these rivals, and they yeah. were they were competing for the spot on the Olympic team, and they and and I, I'm a little fuzzy now on exactly there, how it there's shook a movie out. about it. It's called. I, Tanya, and Tanya Harding sabotaged right. Nancy What's-Her-Face. She paid somebody to come and, like, hit her with a injured pipe. Injured her. Yeah. I injured. thought it was with the bo- bottom of a skate. But she got no, I think I skate. think he hit her with a pipe. Yeah, uh, he hit her in the leg with a pipe. And and, hmm. and th- this was, there was a comedian. I was, I was working at, at a club when this happened, and that was, like, the story. That was the big story, you know, was That's the Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan drama. And, uh... Nancy Kerrigan, after she got hit by a pipe, she was, and it sounds, it's not funny. It's on but, video. She, are you going to talk about what she, she was wailing? She was wailing, why me? Yeah. Why me? Yep. Why me? Why me? Yep. And the comic that I was working with goes, why not you? <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, and, I, and it's, it was funny at the time, but I've thought about that a lot during you know ever since then and whenever somebody goes oh why you know why me or why is this happening to me or why should i have to put it i yeah, hear him go well why not thought, you have you ever thought maybe. that maybe she legitimately was just confused like why am i being attacked by <laughs> no, but, a man i oh, don't sure, know sure 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 and, and, and i'm not laughing at her because that would be traumatic that would be a horrible thing to have happen but but i i can't help it i think yeah, well, well, whenever well, I'm no. tempted to go, well, why is this happening to me? And I hear his voice, well, like, why not well, you? What are you? Not, what's so special about you? The answer to that, that question sh- is significant, though. It's her because she was, like, the best in the country and was a serious competitor, and that's why. Like, that's actually right. the positive side of things. Right. It's like me because <laughs> this is not a random Lord. accident. It's because you're so praise, freaking good. Praise the Lord that you are a target <laughs> oh for this villainy. No, I'm being you dead are serious so good. right now. That's yeah. what people don't know how to do. They don't know how to go, okay, why is this happening? Well, I am so grateful that I am in the number one spot. it's meaningful then. It's not a right. random chance thing. You're not actually, the victim of unseen forces that just completely completely they just play <laughs> right. with you like a puppet you know she actually right. solidified it that made now sense. we remember we remember these two true. women we forever. probably we did more remember her. her if she had won the gold i wouldn't have known that was back in the 80s oh, that's yep. true yeah but now i even she i hit in the leg with a pipe and instantly immortalized herself yep. yeah yeah you are now one of the most famous Why figure me? skaters, if not the most famous. I'll stop complaining. You're going to be talked about People for are going to remember yeah. this. People are not going to remember your skating performance. Name another figure skater. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I wouldn't go that far, but she didn't completely eliminate everybody else in the sport. But. You went a little too far, Deb. <laughs> uh, I mean, valid point. Just a, pushed it a little too far. There's a quote or a meme or something out there that was like some dude who plays a lot of video games like you know what i tell myself he's like i I learned from games and like you're probably doing the right thing or going the right way when you encounter enemies when you encounter hardships and fights he's like that's how you know you're going the right way in a game map right like if you're wandering around and nothing's happening to you you're lost (laughs) he's like you're not going in the right direction you have to make your way to the boss fight and beat all the bad guys along the way right well, if you're not a, if you're not encountering opposition, then yeah, you're not probably doing anything that matters. Right. Yep. Um, and I had plenty of time to think about all of these things. Again, 
back and forth in sort of a <laughs> while your daughter hovered up and over down a trash kind can. of way with the with the positive spin one moment and then suddenly a very difficult Upset. slog the next. Yeah. Yep. And and I will tell you what we did too because I think that this is ultimately going to be this is ultimately going to be something that I remember very similar to getting hit in the leg with a pipe. Like <laughs> really. Now this is suddenly very vivid in my mind and well, I why you? That's my question. Cuz I'm the mother. And my husband literally woke up at like three o'clock in the morning and she had just vomited again. And so he wakes up and sees me cleaning out this bucket and he goes again. And I was like, yeah, like 12 times. Like this is the, you're catching this is, the tail end this of this. This is just here. the one that you happen to be awake for. Yep. Yep. And so, you know, he was, uh, he, and I don't blame him for it. He just doesn't have the same wiring that I do. He was like, how did you know that she was going to throw up? Because when we laid her in the bed, <laughs> he like carried her in like a rag doll from the other room where she, we decided to move her into our room and like kind of throws her down to the bed. And I was like, oh, I'm worried about this. And like, she doesn't sit up, but I was like, Emery, Emery, like her eyes kept fl- flickering open. They kept popping open. And I was like, Emery, is your tummy hurting right now? And she wouldn't answer me because she had just been dead asleep, but she was like, like yeah, her eyelids were flickering. Right. And so I like all of a sudden, like something bubbles in her mouth and I like grabbed her with my left hand and sat her up. And then I had the puke bucket in the right hand and I like, yep. shoved it under her. And yeah, she vomited a lot that time. And Luke was like, how, how did, did you, you know, know she was going to throw up? And I'm how like, do you not know? I'm watching her. I don't know how to explain <laughs> it to him because he's like, he's like, if she's not crying and, and saying I'm going to puke. If she's not she's yelling, crying. I'm about to barf. Yeah. He has no idea. Yeah. And I was like, no, she will just throw yeah, up all over either. herself in this bed if we let her. I'm, I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight unless I know that she's completely out. Marcy did so. a bit better, but that was what it was like for Simon. Simon, yep. when he did his first ever puke session was... I don't even know if he was, oh, he was two because Warren was born, but barely. Like, he's barely two. No warning. He doesn't tell you. He didn't even kind of cry. Like, I thought he'd get a little whiny. He would just sit next to me, and then he would kind of go, and and that would be your one (laughs) warning. (laughs) And I had the bucket on the other side of me. Warren's on my lap, and I would go, and, like, (laughs) shove it under Throw it underneath his face. And then he would, he didn't do it as often as Emmy did. He only did it twice, but I had... I yep. had seen him. I was literally staring at him. My own movie, his movie <laughs> on the phone, and he would go Hup, like a hiccup. And like, there it is. <laughs> oh, she, Emery got to the point where there was nothing left, but she was like begging for eating. water, and yeah. I was like, "No, honey, because you're gonna puke. If it. I give you the water, it's gonna hurt your belly again. We'll just need to wait for an hour or two. If you can go without heaving for an hour, then I'll give you a few sips of water." So there were times where she was awake, like completely, and she goes. She actually did say, why is this happening? And then she goes, I don't like being sick. And so we had a lot of conversations, middle of the night conversations, where we'd go from talking about how to trust God, how to how to trust that it's good for us, even when we don't like a thing, it helps us to grow. Oh my gosh. We talked about... It's hard to even believe there is a God when you're really nauseous. <laughs> I know. You know, know, when you're on the verge of puking... Yep. After you puke, sometimes you feel better, but it's when you're it's when you're in that state when oh gosh, it just, just there hurts. can't be a god. You can, <laughs> there cannot be a god for me to feel this bad. She kept telling me it hurts so much, and I said, I know you're doing a hard thing. And when I sympathized with her, when I said, I know you're doing a hard thing, that's when she got all teary eyed. <laughs> so she was sad, and so then we went back and forth between talking about being sick and trying to learn from it to like distraction mode where I would like 
tell her stories about when I was sick, when I was a kid, or not about sickness at all. We would talk about like when I'd ride my bike. Ride and bikes. We'd and build ramps. Spy on the and, neighbors. And yep, made the mixture. I told her that story. You that told her the story of the life. mixture while she had an upset stomach. Didn't we talk about that last week? Yes. Yeah, and so it was already in my mind, and I was like, here, let me tell you this story. And uh, and so, yeah, it was actually kind of nice to, it was nice that I was experiencing, once again, and this wasn't the first time in my life, but once again experiencing just how little sleep is actually necessary for my survival. Preach. Yeah. Joe's gone. Joe's gone to Michigan right now, so I'm probably running on like five. Fumes. What? Fumes? <laughs> yeah. Five hours of broken up sleep. I didn't even get to... I won't, probably won't tell it on the podcast, but Blake almost made me call the cops last night. Blake did? Yeah. Was he barking at something outside? He was barking and whining and, like, losing his ever-loving mind. And I it was, was probably a cat. No, no, he got trapped behind the couch. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sleep-deprived, and Joe's gone. And because it was, like, 2 in the morning, I was like, the only thing that make him sound that way it has to be a murderer. It has to be. <laughs> There's a murderer in my living room. Go out and look at him. I did. Like again, this is thought. That's the sleep deprived. Yeah. Blake has. Blake would not. If a murderer came into your house, Blake would not make a sound. (laughs) I'm just saying. The only thing he ever freaks out about is if a cat walks by, and now he doesn't do that anymore because he's deaf and blind. He has. Right. This is why it was scarier because I was like, the only thing he can't hear or smell or see. Somebody has to be in front of him with a knife (laughs) trying to kill him. No, they would have to have put their hands on him. And what robber is going to come in and take a very grab a hold of the dog. Well, the dog's in the way. First, no. I'm gonna first I'm gonna look for silverware. Then I'm gonna look for cash. Then finally, I will steal any ancient pets that they have. <laughs> any any dog on the verge of death, I will take that. He was behind the couch with his foot caught up in what like the basket we keep the baby toys in and so i had to move at 2 a.m baby on my hip the couch away from the wall so and he then, could get and out and i was like come on come on blake and he wouldn't he He's just kept deaf. whining yeah and i was like what's wrong with you it turns out i had to move the couch into the middle of the living room because <laughs> he couldn't, couldn't get the basket through and then i had to unravel his leg and then i was like I almost called the cops for this. <laughs> All that to say, little sleep. But I'm proud of myself. It would have been great if the cops had shown up and <laughs> untangled like, him. I have three little children. I'm going to call you guys all weekend. Like yeah. any bump in the night, you're here. I just need I just need some attention. Well, that was that was Juwan's uh, thing with Brian. That was oh, yeah. the reason that... Did you hear? Did you hear Juwan telling the story about Brian? Yeah, it was on Telegram, or I mean, on Marco Polo. She's in that thread. Yeah. But Brian was driving across the country. I knew that in an RV, yeah. and he got pulled over in Nebraska yeah. by the cop that wanted to. That see, wanted and, a friend. And yeah, he, and that was Juwan's idea. <laughs> he just wanted Ju- a friend. Juwan was like, he sits out there, you know, probably five days a week for eight or ten hours a day, comes week by. after week. Nobody doesn't even see any. Nobody animals. ever comes by, so he just pulled you over because he wanted human contact. He his just... cover, his permitted yeah. reason was that you didn't use your blinker long enough. <laughs> but we all know the truth. You wanted, you just wanted to talk to him. You just needed some contact. You just needed somebody to 
yeah. Conversely. human interaction. That's why I would call. So you should call the cops and just hey, hey, what? You guys don't have to run off. Let me make you some coffee. Can you, can I'll scramble some there? eggs. Here's here's a foam piece. Can you sleep on my living room floor so that I feel safer? <laughs> and also watch out for the dog. Also, don't shoot my dog. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> Uh, yes. It wasn't is, so funny at 1 a.m. <laughs> well. So, all that to say, we were supposed to go to the lake for the 4th of July, but that was the day after we got back from this trip. And right. by then, uh, by that morning, really the morning of the 4th, Cammie was still vomiting. Not as often, but a little bit. But you guys went to the fireworks on We Monday. did. We ended up salvaging some celebration or some, like, traditional... Fourth of July festivities because we we figured it's fine because we're going to be in our own van and at the fairgrounds and we could distance our how, car and how were they how were the fireworks it was weird it was mm. weird you wouldn't I don't even know how to describe it were they were they fiery they were good at first but like the finale was weird and Luke and I agreed they normally do like. You know, you just see just a whole bunch of fireworks all at once. Boom, 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 boom. And then, like, the very last thing that usually happens is, like, six or seven of those deep boom chest things. It's like, boom, 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 boom. And then done. And then everybody cheers and applauds. Right. But it was weird because, like, they broke them up into, like, three. It was like they weren't firing at the right time. three finales or something? Well, it was like the rain messed up the fuses or something. I don't know. The timing was oh, off. The timing was off. And so all so the, the finale happened go, in stages. It was like, boom, 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 boom. And I said to the kids, you'll know when it's the finale. And so yeah. when this starts happening, all of us were like, oh, yeah, here it goes. Boom, yeah. boom, 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 And that went on for like probably a solid six or seven seconds. And then it stopped for like three seconds. And, and then was like, woo! And then another group of oh! just like that, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> For another five seconds or so, and, it was and then like, it paused, and it never did those like deep chest booms. So right. like nobody clapped, and we were all just like sitting around, like, "Well, is there more?" <laughs> and then this <laughs> random like big gigantic one again, just one, just one big gigantic Kaboom. one, and we're like, "Okay," <laughs> and then another one, <laughs> like another five seconds later, it right. was like they were just walking down the line. Just lighting off, off ones that had got not fired like or something. Like fire the duds. <laughs> it was so weird. And so we finally just like... After, Everybody just started leaving. Just yes. like, well, we can't wait around all night yes. to see after if this After like a minute of ends. this, we finally... All, everybody just kind of slowly starts like packing up their stuff <laughs> and driving away. It was weird. Okay, I guess that's it, everybody. I don't know how else to describe it, except it was not clear when it was over. Right. <laughs> It's like the big, they may still be doing it. I'm not like sure. Like the big Broadway number at the end, and everybody goes down on a knee and go da, and then they stand up, and then one person comes running out and goes da 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 and the other half were like clapping and right. dancing. And they like still. alternated like that a couple of times, mm-hmm. and then and then the curtain closed halfway, yeah, and, then, yeah. and then jerked open again. Yes, it would be like it'd be like the lights start to come up in the house, but You're then like, they dim them real they'd quick. Shut off again. Yep. yep. The spotlight all fades sorts, and then comes back on. All Everybody's sorts like, of mixed oh, signals oh, happen. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. The orchestra's going dun, da da dun. dun. <laughs> 
dun, dun, dun. <laughs> even dun. as people are walking out of the theater, they're still dun. doing it like every minute or two. <laughs> People are filing out, dun, and then they turn around and clap again, dun, dun. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, But, you know, it was raining, and so we weren't even sure it was going to happen at all, so we took what we got. That gives me an idea. That gives me an idea for a Broadway musical that's just called The Finale. And it's it's three acts. Just that. It's just the final, the final five seconds. Of and then people start to bow, and then they go. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and then new characters come out. <laughs> characters you've never seen run just onto the to stage bow and, and bow. Just to, yeah. yeah, just to like pose, strike a pose. <laughs> like what is going on? Yep. Uh, sing a single note. Do we have anything uh, else important or encouraging? That seemed pretty important to, to me. Say on this I think that was the whole reason we did this podcast was just for that last four minutes. Uh, Dunt. I think, <laughs> I think that it's. Important. I'm very far because my baby's crying. Let me get a little closer. Get a little closer okay. to the mic. Just never so know when it's it. over. We're done. Uh, I think. I think it's important to know that you're not. You're not going to, like, have perfect thoughts. You are going to have those thoughts while it's happening, too. But you can lessen the damage by remembering the truth. You can lessen the... You mean when things are going badly. When things are going badly. You can make it a more positive experience in the moment by remembering the truth. That it's not going to suck forever. Yeah, well, and I, I also... I can also empathize with people who don't do it very well in the moment, but can take a step back when it's all done and learn from it. Because I don't think you get to be the kind of person who remembers those truths when it's happening until you've... Until you've had to apologize for it. Yeah, until you've done it wrong a couple Mm. times and you come back and go, okay, now that I'm past all that... I don't want to have to say sorry again. Yeah, here's what I should do different. (laughs) Well, I hear what you're saying. I think that, though... I, and I've made this analogy before that tragedy is kind of like biting your tongue. You know, when you bite your tongue, it's all you can think of at the moment. You don't, because you, especially if you bite it hard enough that it crunches and there's like a little flap that comes up and you can taste blood. That, that's your only thing. That's the only thing on your mind. And uh, you can't, you can't really process anything else. You can't really go, ah, you know, once, once this stops hurting, it's going to be better. You can't? I no. can't. Because I totally can't. I've yeah. learned how... That's what Tabby said. No, you can't. learned how to do. Through, no, you can't. Through right. our practice with the course on taking thoughts captive. No, you can't think of anything except how much your tongue hurts. If that's true, then literally mothers are right to say... To go out on social media and say, this is just too hard because every moment of this week has been nothing but pain and trial and I can't help it. I've been miserable because there's no other choice. It's just the suffering that's been happening to me, happening to me. Especially the more kids you have, because the more children you have, the more likely it is that every moment is somebody biting their tongue some somewhere. Well, yeah, there's yep. more tongues to be bitten. In fact, no. the more kids you have, the the less, the more this should be a reflex for you. Now, there's going to be some lessons that aren't learned until you have children, because you think you're a good person, and then you have children, and you realize you're not. Uh, so some of those lessons come with kids. But like I said when we were in Michigan, I said, I think part of the reason that this has been so exhausting for me is I feel like I'm the only person who can regulate myself and all of these children. Like, it's just me. I have to be big enough to make sure I'm doing okay and teach them how to become okay. Right, but what's funny about that of work is that itself is a negative 
thought pattern that I was guilty of doing a couple of weeks ago when I literally... I literally burst forth with Luke. He's in the kitchen, and I said with exasperation, <laughs> I just feel like there's 10 people who need me to help them with their emotions, and I can't do that right now because I'm all, I was doing just fine. I'm doing fine on my own. And he like, <laughs> like, are you? Are you? Is that a thing? Do you hear this yourself? This is fine. Right but I, I was fine in the moment. That's what I said. I said, this is hard. I said, this is exhausting. But I wasn't snapping at anybody. I wasn't. like I, I wasn't hadn't actually... snapped at anybody yet that day either. Oh, yeah. But like my thought was, I'm the only one who blah, blah, blah. And I'm, you know, that's I, I'm emotionally overwhelmed your because tongue. blah, 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 blah. And that's like. Oh, this is the damn breaking, basically. Like, that's the evidence of the breakdown right there. That was where it cracked and stuff started to, like, spurt yeah, through. I, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I I don't think I felt that way at that moment. I was explaining that I, that I, my thought was actually, if it's not me, if I can't demonstrate how to regulate their emotions, if I can't be the person who teaches them and walks them through this, who else is it going to be? And so right. I was saying... I have to do it for myself, which is hard, and I'm sleepy, and it's exhausting. I said, and I also need to do it for them, and it just feels like a lot right now. There's a lot there's a lot happening, and mm-hmm. in the moment, it was okay. Mm-hmm. All that to say, I think that it's an instinct. It's our human instinct to assume that something is too hard or that this this particular level of suffering is too much like it's so consuming that there would be nothing else I could possibly do about it and I don't necessarily think that that's true maybe maybe there's nothing else you could personally do about it but I think that this is our opportunity to learn how God is going to use us how he can do something through us that we couldn't do on our own and that's where it becomes miraculous because yeah I don't think anybody has the ability just a second Silas I don't think anybody has the ability to stay up all night and clean up vomit with a good attitude I don't think anybody has that ability on their own. But if and when you do find yourself reflecting on it and going, hang on, let me step outside myself for a moment. Let me see this with a, with a kingdom perspective. That is evidence of the Holy Spirit's work in your life. Uh, isn't that the same thing that Tabby was describing when she yes. said that she knows? I'm just disagreeing with your tongue was. analogy. It's always about poking holes in my analogy. And, and in your tongue. Also, about- I'm gonna plug for uh, I'm gonna plug for Rachel Jankovic's workshop. Okay. Because she's teaching women about emotional maturity right now, and I'm also taking a course. And Rachel needs to step she, back. She needs to stop doing cool stuff while we're already busy doing other stuff. But uh, <laughs> it's probably good. It's probably this is really your good. plug. No, I, I mean other everybody else needs to go take advantage of it. Tabby and I can't because we've got other things going on right oh, now. Oh, okay. Live other, webinar. Other stuff we're taking captive that I can't possibly. I don't think any. I don't think Carl can hear you. you I keep posted, talking from across the room. <laughs> I post. I posted a thing about it, and there's at least one person that signed up. As oh, this result. is super. This is super needed it, among women in the church, and I think it's if I understand correctly, and I've read a lot from Rachel. I think it's about how to recognize when your tongue is bleeding, <laughs> and how to step outside yourself and do the impossible by thinking about it, processing it, and handling it in a more Christ-honoring way. So. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's it. Thanks for joining us, Carl. See you next time. Bye. Thanks for visiting the Comedian's House. If you want to spend more time with our family, you can follow John Branion on YouTube and Facebook. 
also email nextdoor at johnbranion.com with your comments and questions. We'll see you next time. Da-da-da-da-da-da! <laughs>